It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. There's that chat room. Hello, everybody. How are you guys? Uh, let me get the chat room popped out. Uh, okay, we are ready to rock. And with me... Today is special guest star, Paul Croteau, yeah. <laughs> Good to be here, this is exciting. I'm in the mothership, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, literally four minutes ago, we were eating a burger across the, on the other side. He's of the not freeway. exaggerating, we were across <laughs> the way. I'm like, Michael, you're crazy, we have no time, but we did it. So, uh, Paul, or Polly as he's known to friends, uh, is a taxi member of several, he's gonna give you a little background, but I wanna read you a little bio uh, before he eviscerates me on live television today. Paul Croteau <laughs> is a San Antonio-based multi-instrumentalist and composer for film and television. His television credits include more than 60 TV series across 30 networks in more than 20 countries. Uh, also has some film credits, originally from Bloomfield, Connecticut, Paul was classically trained on the saxophone and graduated from the University of North Texas uh, with a jazz studies degree. Uh, traveled the world as a freelance musician, playing saxophone and keyboards in stage shows, jazz groups, R&B bands, and Latin ensembles. Shifting focus from live performance to music composition, he now creates music for film and TV, and a variety of genres including jazz, hip-hop, slash tension, among others, and some of his music can be found on Spotify and iTunes as well. So there we go. Yo, Polly Music. <laughs> that's yeah, me. that's how you found it. Brandy. Find it. Uh, he also does a YouTube show, uh, which is called Let's Talk Music, right? Yes, there's the interviews and, with folks, yep. And uh, small show. Uh, anyway, um, I, I literally am so busy with road rally stuff here. I got, I'm going to show you this, but not the audience, because I don't want anybody doing a still shot of this, but. That's like how Holy crap. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so uh, I just couldn't come up with a good idea for a show. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll just get somebody to interview me so I don't have to do any work this that's week. That's right. And I thought, who could be like really fast, articulate, and ask really tough questions? Not like, what's your favorite band? Um, so I called Polly, and here he is. Oh, I'm. I, Thanks, I got, Robbie. You got it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Robbie was, yeah. Robbie mentioned that bring my closer. I've got a booming voice, so I'll make sure. Uh, a lot of folks, a lot of friends in the chat. Howdy, folks. All right. Marcus and Sherry, how y'all doing? And they, uh, they all scroll by. There's so many friends. Great yeah. to see you guys. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Hit like and subscribe. <laughs> Hold on. You are loud. I am. All right. Uh, what's my favorite band? All right. Well, while Paulie's <laughs> firing up his phone to get the first question, here, I'm going to pull out my phone and turn on the air conditioner in my office because it's actually a little warm in here. And do I finally have the ability to control my office temperature from my phone? We'll see. Yeah, Why, I, heard, yes, I heard something. It I do. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, yeah, hit me with your best shot. He just he told me a couple of the questions over lunch, and one of them I said, yeah, I don't know. I said, you know what, go ahead and ask me. So yeah. literally my instruction to him when I called him the other day was, ask me anything, ask me the hard stuff, no holds barred. So, and I will answer everything honestly and uh, just not personal stuff really, but yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll get there, yeah. we'll go there. No. Um, okay. Well, here we go. 
So the way I, was, I viewed it, Michael called last week and said, hey, can you help me out? I said, sure. So I want to think what's the best value I can give the audience? What's the goal here? We want to help people understand how taxi works. We want to help people get the most benefit out of it. Dispel a bunch of the BS that's out there on the Internet because the Internet is making us dumber day by day. So uh, I want to tell a little story real quick about how I found taxi for some contextual perspective. Um, and it, I think it'll set the stage for a lot of the questions I'm going to ask. I've probably got 20 or so questions. Hopefully we can get that all in there. Um, so I, I became a member of taxi in 2015. Um, like the bio said, I've done a lot of stuff. I'm a, a national jazz contest winning musician. I've traveled the world as a sideman. I've got a great music degree. I'm classically in jazz trained. I read music. I compose music. I've got a lot of musical skill, but I didn't know a darn thing about TV Sync when I joined Taxi in 2015. And I think a lot of the things you might find out there in the comments in the internet about is Taxi a scam and is it worth it, blah, 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 are from folks that think, oh, I'm talented. I'll instantly be successful in TV Sync. I thought that when I got here in 2015, and I wasted the first two years of my membership by not focusing, not doing the right things. So I want to make sure folks understand you know, what you need to be successful here, how to get the most out of this fantastic service. I've been a huge promoter of Taxi for many, many years. And by the way, did I ask you not to turn this into a TV commercial? No, you did, you did. He did <laughs> tell me, don't call it a commercial. But I want to get set the groundwork, so I'm a big, big promoter. But um, there's a lot of misinformation out there, bad information out there. And at the end of the day, Taxi is a tool, one of many tools musicians can use to get their music heard on television. I think it's one of the best tools out there. Um, and knowing who it's for, who it's not for, it means a lot. Um, so I want to dispel myths. I want to uh, set the expectations, help folks understand what's going on. Um, so let's start by the com concept. People out there say, I know what taxi is. I know what it's all about. I want to hear from the man himself. How do you view taxi? What do you consider is taxi's mission? So, so that the world knows, coming from you, our goal, our mission statement, our objective is is this all right um, you work on the audio still i am my two booming i'm going to tear back up some more no no because then you'll mess up the the camera view we're fine um so what what, what okay what is the taxi? mission what is taxi do you know in all these years and i did write a business uh plan before i started the company i used that to raise the money to start the company but i never wrote a mission statement i think mission statements are kind of a joke most of them that i see are just they sound like a greeting card um <laughs> But our mission at Taxi is twofold. It's always been the same from the day I had the idea to today, and that is to connect musicians with real opportunities that are out there for them and educate them so that they can make the right kind of music and have good business sense when they do make a connection so they don't mess up the relationship. That makes absolute just sense. That's simple. An analogy I've used for others, and I'm just being honest, I don't know if you like this or not, it's kind of like eHarmony or Match.com. You're a matchmaker. Your goal is to, you know, to get musicians connected with the folks that can place their music. You collect the membership fee and then the fees for listings, which we'll get to a little bit later. But your goal is almost self-defeating in that you want <laughs> folks to be successful so they don't need you anymore, which That's, requires another wave of people to come in. Is that when accurate? I had the idea for the company, um, I walked into the kitchen of our little one-bedroom apartment in beautiful Woodland Hills, California, and I said to my wife, I have an idea for a company. And I gave her like a little three-minute description of it, and she said... Sounds good, but every time you help somebody become successful, then they won't need you anymore. And I said, there's always a kid that gets a new strat for Christmas. <laughs> this is true. Absolutely. So so it, it's 
maybe it's self-defeating, but if word gets out and people are successful, we tell our stories, a new crop would come in, I assume that's the case. Honestly, we've got a problem right now at Taxi. This is something that I don't think I've spoken about on the show, but when you said new crop, um, so many of our members have so many relationships with uh, production music libraries that they've met through Taxi that they now spend the vast majority of their time making music for those libraries specifically Mm -hmm. and don't bother pitching to the taxi listings because they've kind of graduated and and they've got the relationships that we promised to help them find if they deserve them Um, or if their music was on target, I should say. Uh, So we really need a bigger new crop of musicians to come along sooner than later. I know people think that we get like thousands of submissions <laughs> for each listing. There are plenty of listings where we get 21 submissions, 48 submissions. So yeah, we need more new members that are willing to put in the work. I visited the forwards blog and I've seen listings where you had no music to forward. Yeah. So that's probably quality as well as quantity lacking. Yeah, uh, we won't forward something that shouldn't be forwarded. So yeah, uh, we would much rather send the company an email saying, sorry, we couldn't find you anything worthy of your ears. And they go, thanks. So you're telling me that you don't create fake listings to generate revenue. There's, oh, they're, that's they're, they're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> no. People out there think taxi posts fake listings to, to, to that was one off. of your questions. That was one of my questions. Do you folk, do you post fake listings? I can tell you, uh, I would stand before God with him holding a lightning bolt in each hand and my children wrapped in my arms. No, we have never in the company's 32 years ever run one single fake listing. Internet, you've got it. I don't want to see any more of that crap on the internet. Just stop. You just heard it from the man. It's not happening. No, why, why should they believe me? But, you know, this why would I risk a 32-year reputation yeah, and the entire company and the well welfare of my entire staff, the whole thing, on running a fake listing? We have found our listings on other competitors' sites where they literally copy it and paste it, just take anything that relates to taxi out of it, and then put it up there, even though they don't know where we got the listing, who the music is going to. That's a scam. People. So I've worked in IT. I've got a day job. I don't do music full-time, full disclosure. Um, I've got a day job. I've been involved in technology support and sales for decades. And in sales, we've got the concept of an ideal customer profile, an ICP. Um, If I'm talking to a financial buyer, I'm going to say certain things. If I'm talking to a technical buyer, I'm going to say other things. And when you're doing marketing campaigns and and creating collateral, you want to tailor that content for the audience you're going to be aiming for. Of course. Do you have an ideal customer profile, the type of people that you think best meet We'll have the most success with taxi. There can be more than one. Is there an ideal person you think they'd be great for taxi and and they would not be great for taxi? Uh, The people who would not wait for taxi, we actually will dissuade them from joining because ultimately we're going to end up giving them a refund and pissing them off anyway. Um, Is is that 13-year-old singing into a hairbrush, looking in their mirror, singing along with, uh, you know, Taylor Swift or whoever? That's not a real taxi member. Our ideal member profile is somebody who is emotionally mature, really wants to do this, understands that it's not just, I'm gonna send in one piece of music, somebody's gonna hear it, recognize how brilliant I am, and the doors are gonna open wide for me. We want people that understand that the often used phrase amongst our members is it's a marathon, not a sprint. We want a mature, realistic musician. And frankly, they don't need to be ultra-talented because it's typically not 
the best music that gets the placement in film and TV land. Yeah. It's the right music for the scene. So you could have, as I've said a thousand times on the show, you could have an A++ song that just doesn't work in the scene, but you could have a B- song that actually works really well and at the volume it's going to be played. Why not? Yeah, that's the thing. If people think if you get returned, it's because your music's bad. Maybe it was bad, but maybe it was great, but just not the right mood, the right fit. Yeah. You didn't read the listing two or three times and, and pay attention to detail. I think we've all had made that mistake. Um, you have to be, in my opinion, you have to be willing to accept custom, uh, uh, constructive feedback. Um, you have to be able to be told your baby's ugly or this is not good. Um, if I could, it's probably still out there. There's a post from one of my early days in the forums. The forums... Is, is the secret little hidden value, in my opinion, of Taxi. But my first EDM track I posted, I thought, this is electronic. It's four on the floor. It's easy. It may, it's boring. Okay, I got this. And I did a listing. And I, I got a return. And I posted a listing in the, in the peer-to-peer section. And Russell Landwehr uh, came in and said, Paul, this isn't even close. <laughs> and he was right. Now, if I were thin-skinned and not used to the entertainment industry, I might have taken offense to that. No, you're a jerk. Or, Dude, you work for the company, blah, blah, blah. But he was exactly right. And he gave me some more great advice about immersing yourself in the genre and you know, learning the, the, the sound, the mixing, yeah. the instrumentation. Dive in and learn about it. And he was exactly right. Um, so, but I'm willing, I was willing to take the feedback and recognize, hey, I was wrong. You know, my music was. It was right. So and you're I the ideal now, member versus <laughs> somebody who blames the screener, blames yeah. the industry blames his or her fellow taxi members, blames everybody but him or herself for just not well, making Well, because their the mom right. said the music was so good. And what does their mom know? <laughs> now, let's, sorry, yeah, mom. Sorry, mom, you know. Um, so give me your take on this informed opinion that I found on the internet. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, you should never believe everything you read on the internet. And that was a quote by Abe Lincoln, so you gotta remember that. Um, <laughs> It seems like you have to have your own studio in order to get anything out of Taxi. It's not really geared for singer-songwriters. What's your take on that? Um. <laughs> it's completely well, wrong. Where, where do people get these notions? I do not know. Seriously, it's like old wives' tales that just keep repeating themselves. Um, and it's heartbreaking because there's so many people that could be using us to great effect uh, or benefit, and they don't because they believe this crap. Right. Um, look... If you're, you know, here's another person that's really not an ideal taxi member is somebody that writes a song per year and then drops like $2,000 doing a very sophisticated demo or master of it. And then they pitch that one thing over and over and over again, square peg, round hole, square peg, yep. round hole, yep. square peg, round hole, and then go on the internet and say, taxi is a scam because nobody appreciated how great my music was. The the people who do fare the best on Taxi are people that have a home studio, but a home studio is a laptop, a $200 microphone, yep. um, a, a MIDI keyboard, and maybe a couple hundred dollars worth of plugins. That's enough to legitimately make the right kind of music. You don't need to drop $10,000, $20,000. You don't need to have all kinds of fancy acoustic treatments. So, uh, you don't need yeah. a big studio. You can do this without a big studio. Yeah, so for that person. Yeah. But, you know, that person who's... We have a, a lot of listings asking for singer-songwriter stuff. I think what they're thinking is, 
I do singer-songwriter stuff, then I pay a producer with the studio to do it, and they can't modify it. If there's a listing that asks for broken-hearted love songs, but yours is about the beginning of a love relationship and you want to redo the lyric, you could do that by sitting down in your home studio, rewrite the lyric you know, after dinner, and, and record a new vocal that night. So, yeah, you know, that person's probably not an ideal member. And, and you can't record a demo. You, you see, we see broadcast quality all the time in the listings. And um, rare is the demo that wows folks. There's that song you play every, every now and then, the piano vocal that was yeah. monstrous. But that was stunningly beautiful. You can't just open up your, your, your laptop and record acoustic guitar with no mic and send that into a listing. I Although think I've heard albums or songs by Fleet Foxes that sound like they were done like that. This is true. <laughs> but for broadcast quality, you know, some folks, they, they don't understand. I, I'm stunned. The more I, I, I dig into other members or naysayers' music, the more bad music I find out there. And there's a reason you're disgruntled, because you're not talented. And it's not Taxi's fault or, that you're or not talented. Or maybe you're talented and you're not doing the work. It can Good be point. that as well. And yeah, uh, as I said to you over our very quick burger an hour ago, that um, I believe that if they, everybody who ever posts a negative comment about taxi, and I, I've seen a lot of them over 32 years, but they're wrong. They're just posting stuff that they just make up or it's in their head. They should make it a federal law that you have to post <laughs> a link to your music. Yeah. before you put the comment or right after it so people could hear the music and then get oriented as to who the speaker is dispelling another stupid comment does taxi take people's music take what ownership you... take percentages no, no exactly <laughs> where do people get this crap it's the internet you know you know I well guess, but yeah. if it's on the internet it must be true it must be true people think that oh it's, no, just, it's a songwriting contest only some... one time in the company's 32-year history have I or the company ever gotten a piece of anything? And that's because the publisher who signed something said, I wouldn't have this if not for your company. That's I give can, you a cut. Can I give you half of the publisher's share? And well, that's I said, nice. Yeah, this is really generous. Turned out to be a number one hit. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I put one of my kids all the way through a fairly expensive college. So, uh, but that was a gift one time. We don't take any percentage of anything. Never have, never will. Well, that's a good segue. So, we're talking about one of your clients here. Let's talk about your client. Clients, how do you find them? Do they find you? When I say clients, I'm talking music supervisors, libraries, music editors, etc. How do you find your clients? How do you screen them? Do they come to you? Do you actively go get them? Is it personal networking and word of mouth? And, and how do you vet them and say this is not a person that's going to, you know, they're not a scammer, they're not going to take advantage of writers, etc. How do you find your clients? We go beyond that, but um, all everything you said is basically true. Uh, they reach out to us via email. They occasionally call. Nobody uses telephone anymore. Um, we will be on one of our client sites and see that they've got international distribution. There's a list of 20 countries with all the libraries that they work with. So we may reach out to you know six of those libraries because we don't have any clients in Italy or Germany or France or wherever. I'm just making pulling those out of thin air. So um, we will also notice that if there's a certain type of music that we know our members love to make and they wish that we had more of those listings, we will be proactive and reach out to um, entities. Uh, we, we've done a great job, if I can compliment the A&R staff, with Nashville. Um, it, true statement, three years ago, country listings would come in every now and then. 
So we start picking up the phone. I have a bunch of friends in Nashville, um, and I would call them and say, hey, do you know anybody that could actually use what we do? So yeah, we will, um, we will pursue certain types of clients on occasion because we know that they will request the kind of music that our members like. Generally speaking, I would say 70% of our clients come from them reaching out to us. They hear about us from other friends in the industry. They stumble on our website, whatever it is. And then we vet them pretty strongly. We, we actually, um, first thing we do is look at their web presence. Mm -hmm. Then we look at how long they've been in business, what their personal backgrounds are. Was this person who started the library a composer, him or herself, you know, for 10 years before they started the company? Um, what kind of success did they have? Because that means that they understand how the industry works so that they won't be dealing poorly with you guys. Um, we'll reach out to members that we know are in those catalogs and say, hey, have you ever had, <coughs> bless you, or you. whatever so, that was. Yeah, I won't trip off. that was a, okay. <laughs> um, and ask them, you know, how are they? Do they respond quickly? Um, do you get placements? Now, an ideal client for you might not be an ideal client for somebody else because right. you do primarily instrumental music Correct. in six genres, let's say, or seven, mm -hmm. whatever the number is. Somebody else might only do acoustic singer-songwriter stuff. So there could be library A over there that does really, really well, gets a lot of stuff placed in... Um, Grey's Anatomy and shows like that, whereas maybe the majority of your stuff gets placed in reality or non-scripted TV. So each library kind of has its own lane that it works best in. So we, we do all that stuff. And honestly, we've fired two libraries as clients in 32 years of doing business. And I think the last time I looked, we were in the low thousands. I want to say like 2,000 different clients in our database. Wow. And of those, only two have been fired. And the reason we fired those clients and quit working with them is the deal they told us that they offered you guys, the members, was the deal when we started working with them. At some point, they changed the deal and didn't tell us. Mm -hmm. And so we're still running listings saying, and their deal is 50-50, and they've changed it, and then we got a bunch of crap for it. So we said, you know what? Thanks, bye. Gotcha. So, slut uh, tail onto that. Do you do any sort of customer satisfaction surveys or reach outs or communicate to say how is Taxi meeting your needs to the meaning to, the, the, to your clients to, to the, the libraries clients. and supervisors, etc. Uh, we do. We don't do a survey, but um, actually, about three months ago, we did a Zoom with about twenty-five okay. of our libraries. And, so you're communicating and, with them. That's oh, right. absolutely. Um, we get little love notes from them. Great batch <laughs> you sent over, Tom. Um, or we'll reach out to them proactively if we notice that election season is coming and nobody's hit us with the listing for election music, we'll reach out to them uh, to five or ten libraries that we think um, might actually be good clients for election music and say, do you guys need it? And they'll say, by the way, while I've got you on the phone or while I'm answering this email, I want to let you know that your team over there is doing a great job. So we actually, at that meeting that we did three months ago with about 20, 25 of them, suggested that it's upsetting to us when, let's say, you make a submission of three things, three dramedy pieces, mm -hmm. and we forward one, but not the other two, because one sounded like an A, mm -hmm. and the other two just weren't as good. And we thought rather, we 
rather than tarnishing your chances or your reputation based on a couple of B's versus an A, mm -hmm. we'll forward the A to make a good first impression. And what happens after that, who knows? And oftentimes the members will say, well, I sent them the stuff you guys didn't forward and I got a deal through that. Yep, that's happened um, to me several times. Right, and it happens to a lot of members. So we have this issue with the companies. It's like you guys make us hold the bar so high and then you sign the stuff that doesn't make it over the bar here and it makes us look bad. And they said, please don't change what, literally they were emphatically pleading with us, please don't change what you do. Uh, we love it. We could not survive without your service. I mean, they were, they were emphatic, so. So question, I know the answer to, a lot of the veterans know the answer to, but why don't you share the names of your libraries or the folks at the libraries in the forums or in the, on the broadcast, things like that? Why don't you just let folks know who they are? Why on God's green earth would I want to do that? Um, exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the most important things we teach at Taxi is how to conduct yourself as a professional in the industry. Um, musicians, all creative people, I don't want to pin this just solely on musicians, but people want something so badly that they will sometimes do some crazy stuff yes. that looks really unprofessional, like jaw-droppingly unprofessional. So if we put the names of all these companies out there, there's this new thing called Google. <laughs> and, and, and we used to tell our members, your song was forwarded to APM or this mm -hmm. company or that company. But even then, the members would Google, you know, starting like in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, somewhere around there, they would Google the name of the company just knowing that they were forwarded to it and then call the company and go, hi, it's Bob Jones. Did you listen to my music yet? And the receptionist is like, who, who? what? Yeah. So that's why we don't. So more on listings. So one of the things I've seen multiple times in the forums and elsewhere, people complaining about the types of listings, the genres that pop up, and thinking that you have some sway or dictate into which listings you do, and that, oh, this is another one, that you're keeping all the good listings for dispatch. We'll get into that in a second. Okay, yeah, yeah that's I a would like one. to address that. So, but what I try to teach folks is that, look, Taxi provides a service for its clients, and their clients ask for what's popular today. Taxi does not dictate what music is popular this month or this week. No, um, so we, we don't, but we do remind them. Like I said earlier, if we are really slow on election requests, election mm -hmm. orchestrals, let's say, you know, dump, 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 and yeah. in come the results. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just got a copyright strike from, from uh, YouTube on that There you one. go, yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I mean, to a small extent, we can encourage them. Hey, have you guys uh, thought about beefing up your election catalog because it's that time of year? And right. they'll go, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So to that extent, yes, we can dictate a little bit, but it's like a one or two or three percent factor. Right. Um, the, so, it, it's the industry wants what the industry wants. Yeah, they, they, I, I saw a thread last week in the forum something about, oh, I just saw Christmas songs and dramedy. I'm like, well... Christmas is coming up, and there's two or three Christmas track seasons, usually early summer, then again in the fall, and then the last-minute editors that need it last minute. Yep. Um, but you're responding to market demand. What's what's popular? I mean, you know, trap and hip-hop beats, they never seem to go away. Future Bass went, but I think it's coming back. I'm not sure. EDM, and these are all broad categories and, yeah. you know, big swaths of, of music. But um, you don't have any control over that. Something, you know, something's hit could go viral and suddenly you want a lot of country right. trap hip-hop like that 
Old Town Road, where it was. And the reason is most TV shows, not all, but most TV shows and films are made in present time. Mm -hmm. So the the music in those shows has to reflect current. what's yeah. Um, okay, so best back to the listings. Um, let's talk about Dispatch. There's some confusion, I think, about Dispatch. And Dispatch did change, because I originally thought years ago Dispatch was meant for quick turnaround. They need it in a week. We need composers that can quickly it develop was. music. But th So talk about the history of why Dispatch was Honestly, th is this now. is something that I'm a little embarrassed about. Um, and somehow we never really find the time to solve this problem. We've spent a lot of time talking about it, but haven't solved the problem yet. Look, Dispatch... When I first started Taxi in 1992, film and TV opportunities for folks like you, the people actually watching the show, didn't exist unless you happened to live next door to um, a music supervisor. Music supervision wasn't that much of a thing back in 1992, frankly. You kind of built this industry. I mean, uh, well, the... It didn't exist. You, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to get commercial free. My bad. There, there was a woman that called me up. I've told this story on Taxi TV before. Um, 1993-ish, couple a year or two into taxi, a lady calls up and she goes, can you find me? She sounded like Joey's agent on Friends. I won't say her name out loud here, but she calls up, can you, hello, you know, she sounded like she had a cigarette with a long ash hanging out of the corner of her mouth, very thick New York accent, and just like Estelle on Friends. And she goes, so tell me, dear, can you find me any horrific music? And I said, horrifically bad or for like horror flicks? And she goes, the latter. And I went, okay. And a guy named Steve Clark from Van Nuys, California, like 20 minutes from here, got his stuff forwarded that he did on an Alesis ADAT with a Mackie 8-bus console. She loved it. That was literally the shot heard around the world. Quite literally. That was the thing and the moment in time that opened the door for all the rest of you. Because then I'd start picking up the phone, calling libraries, going, you know, this lady at that company just found some great stuff made by a guy in a bedroom studio. Oh, yeah? Show me. And one by one, the libraries started going, oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, I could do 20 minutes on how the library industry used to be prior to that moment. But what was the question? Uh, we were asking, well... I want to expand on that a minute, though, because yeah. I think that that value prop to your clients is something a lot of the folks out there don't understand. They don't understand what Taxi does. Your value prop is saving your clients time by pre-screening and keeping the bad stuff away from them. Just not right. Or not yeah. suitable or, yeah. or not appropriate. Not, and that's the wrong word. Too negative. Things that don't meet the need for the mood or the scene at the time. So right. you're saving them a ton of time. So therefore, Taxi's reputation is on the line with every batch you send to them which is why screeners are strict and tough and you have a high bar and lots of details in the listings, et cetera. So folks need to understand out there that, that, that Taxi is providing a service to its clients. They've come to expect quality music coming at them. Um, we can't just, you can't just forward a bunch of stuff to your clients and say, here's a thousand tracks, here's everything we got. You but, know, you know, in defense of the people who wish that were true, in their mind, their music is so friggin' awesome yeah. that when people hear it, they're they're gonna say, you know what? Let's rewrite the script. Let's rehire the crew. Let's go reshoot this scene just so we can use this amazing yeah. song. Yeah, totally get that. Um, so talking about about well, we're talking about uh, dictating the, the listings, which listings get get run out there. Uh, back to dis dispatch. How do you select what oh, yeah. goes to dispatch? 
All right, so Dispatch originally, because of that request, opened up our, we were almost strictly record companies and publishers like Warner Chapel, record industry stuff. And then all of a sudden we became this conduit for film and TV music. And we quickly realized that while a record label would say, yeah, you know, they're not going in the studio for like four more months, run the listing for 30, 60 days, and then send me what you got whenever. Um, film and TV doesn't operate like that. It often operates much quicker. So we had to, we were losing clients because we didn't operate quickly enough. Therefore, we took a specific high-end staff member, gave him his own office, which is like a company within a company, and he ran dispatch. He brought in the listings. He checked the screener's work on the forwards, um, sent it off to the companies, all that stuff. So... Eventually, because Taxi broke the ice on that and the shot was heard around the world, the whole industry started going that way. Therefore, what we do every day is more like that original quick turnaround thing, even though we generally run listings now for about three weeks-ish. Um, we can turn stuff around in a day as well, but... You don't but, save certain genres for Taxi. No, not, not at all, but... When we were going to get rid of Dispatch probably 10 years ago, and, and the members are like, no, don't mm. do it. And we said, why? And they said, because you guys will run instrumental listings in there. Instrumental cues weren't such a big thing back then, so the yeah. people that did them tended to gravitate towards Dispatch, begged us to not change what Dispatch was, so we've kept it around. Truth be told is 2023 was supposed to be the year that we were going to raise the price of taxi, but instead of having Dispatch be a separate charge, we were going to then include Dispatch um, in the price of taxi. But with the economy being like it is, I mean, people can't afford anything because of the price of gas and groceries right now. The last thing we want to do is charge more. But taxi's been the same price for 32 That was years. my next question. Oh. You haven't raised the price. I know. People Big don't mistake. understand that. that. I mean, yeah, it's it's you could. But, I mean, you, you could call – I mean, you can be a, a dissuasion factor if you want to decrease your membership. But you don't want to. You, need, you just said earlier you need more folks because people right. move on and they get libraries and they're going to spend their rare free time We've been too writing successful for them. at what so, we do. Yeah, you're very good at what you do. So you need a new wave of, of people. So raising the prices is, is not going to help. And you got to understand, folks, not raising your price in, in decades is – unheard of no cost of living increases no tax increases you know what you want to have fun driving around la like i got in the airport today fire up realtor.com on your phone if you're in a city like la and just see how much houses cost here oh my goodness prices have gone up crazy so that's a sidebar i, I entertain myself when i do that and when i travel how much is that house because i can get that for 120,000 in texas and it's 1.2 million here right you know, it's crazy but you haven't raised your prices that's a long way to say that's really cool yeah um Oh, so let's talk about uh, screeners for a second. We talked about clients. We talked about some other stuff. Um, how many screeners do you have? How do you find them? And, and, and are they paid per submission, per forward, per hour? So I, I'm asking <laughs> these, these questions, are, folks. These are great questions. <laughs> Everything you've asked so far has been a great Thank question. You. So good job on doing your homework. Um, I would say in a typical month, we have somewhere between 15 and 25 screeners that are working. So a shoot from the hip guesstimate because I don't actually assign them to the tasks or, or you know, lord over them. Some people think I do. Our head screener does, but I don't. Um, we have had over 400 different screeners. There are many people who are not active right now. They're all independent contractors. Okay. They are all 
experts, legitimate experts, and they are genre-specific experts. Um, but we don't, like, we rarely have jazz. We get jazz listings for film and TV, but that doesn't need a jazz expert. That doesn't need somebody with your level of jazz knowledge. We need somebody who's expert and going, I could totally hear that in the background of a bar scene. Right. It's great cocktail jazz. Yeah. Um, it's So we hire people based on what we need them for. Therefore, we only use 15 to 25-ish in a given month. Are there another 50 to 100 in the that are kind of on an active list that are on a, an on-call list that we can reach out to? Yes. So another thing I found in the comments out there, um, the screeners don't know what they're doing. They're, if they were good at music, they'd be artists themselves. And why are they slumming and, and critiquing and listening to all of our bad music, blah, blah, blah. Um, is there any truth to that? Or are, are, do you have screeners that just are doing this part-time and don't know what they're doing? They're just checking boxes on a form. Or are they all experienced in their various genres? They are all highly experienced in their various genres. Um, we actually test them. Uh, today, um, we were testing a new screener. I can't disclose her name, but she's a publisher that every single person in Nashville knows well. And things are slow for publishers in Nashville. So she was referred to us by somebody else in Nashville who used to screen for taxi. She's as legitimate and high-end as it gets. Um, so what was the question again? Where, oh, oh, where do we find them? The screeners. So, where do you find them and are they skilled? Uh, they're highly skilled. Their, their skills are very specific to what they're going to do at Taxi. We never, ever put a, a hip-hop screener on a country listing. We don't even put country screeners. The, the person in Nashville who got trained today will never touch a Taxi country film and TV listing. Got it. Because she wouldn't know what to do with it. Um in Nashville, the lyrics have to include a lot of furniture in the room, a lot of visual detail. Oh, Film and TV, you don't want that visual detail. People don't understand how complicated and com competitive the country scene is. They think, oh, it's, I'll just write up, get my guitar, play my three chords, and talk about my dog and my truck. And your girlfriend wearing her Daisy Dukes in the swimming <laughs> hole. Yep, that, <laughs> exactly. There's the laundry list. The right best there. storytelling, the best imagery. Robin Frederick talks about that all the time. I don't. There's a lot of people, the casual taxi naysayer or the 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 folks that want to try it before they buy, um, they don't understand how complicated and difficult this industry is, how competitive, how mean, how often unfair it is. Yeah, Writing for TV is they, rough. They think it's all about, I've got the best song, which exactly. is not the truth. Um, why does Chaxi charge $5 per submission fee if you're already charging hundreds of dollars for the membership? I mean, you can't, you, why do you pay to play? There's the phrase, uh, I said uh, it. Pay, pay to play, pay to play, play. yes. Uh, why do you charge five bucks per listing? Um, when I started, when I wrote the business plan, the first person I hired as a screener was a gentleman named John Brahaney, who was loved by everybody. He was co-founder of the L.A. Songwriters Showcase, which was a little bit like what Taxi does on a local level here in L.A. for many, many years. Loved by all, respected by all. And I kept getting people that referred me to him. I met him for a brunch one day at a big old place. And he said, how much are you charging per submission? I went, nothing we're already charging a membership fee. And he said, you'll be out of business in 90 days. And I said, why? He said, because everybody will send every song they've ever written 
So they'd be sending hip hop for country. They'd be sending R&B for country. They'd be sending, um, you know, prog rock for country, everything, because they would hope that somebody would just hear it. Why not? There's no barrier to entry. So I'll send everything for every opportunity, yeah. hoping that somebody hears it and goes, well, I'm looking for country, but this prog rock is amazing. <laughs> it's Therefore, such a good song. Yeah, I'm going to get this person directly over to that prog rock label and get them signed. So he suggested that we charge $10 per song, which was what they were charging at LA Songwriter Show. Case, and I said that's too much, so we made it five. That makes sense. We call it the discouragement fee to that's keep people fee. from being dopey. It weeds out some of the riffraff. Um, I, I want to. That reminds me of something I get asked or see all the time. Just advice for the new or potential members out there: Don't take a song you already have and try to force it into a listing. It may work, but nine times out of ten, or ninety-nine out of a hundred, it won't. I suggest that you write to the listing because. The song's got to be a certain length. It's got to meet a certain style. There's certain references associated with it. So you may have this great song, but you can't have names or specific cities or stuff in it. it, it don't try to think, I've got this catalog. Taxi can find a home for it. It's rare that that happens. Always try to write for the listing. Just yeah, and it's not Taxi's modus operandi. Right. It's not Taxi's fault. That's the way the industry operates. Right. They want what they want for that specific thing. So if you've already built a big catalog, you're submitting stuff that's not going to be what they want most of the time, the vast majority of the time. Gotcha. A um, little technical question. I'm going to try to reward this um, to make it s more smooth. Um, talking about the music that we upload. Uh, first, um, should we be adding metadata to that? to help your clients when they receive the batches? Or are you burning a CD or doing a we transfer? How do you take the music that gets forwarded and get that to the clients? And should we be including metadata in the files we upload to the portal? Wax cylinders. Okay, Edison, Edison rolls, gotcha, <laughs> right. gotcha. Um, we try not to send them on hot days. We don't <laughs> want them to melt or have the grooves collapse on themselves. No, um, we send them over on disco. Um, and the metadata that we include is the most important metadata, which is the song title, right. um, the writer's name, and the writer's phone number, and the writer's email address. Um, if they will want to include on their own, they will want to determine what the genre is or what the style is, so we don't put any genre. They're the client, not the writer. They're the client. Right. Yeah. Now, Members can certainly put that stuff in, and it does actually help us a little bit because here's something we don't talk about publicly often, but I will talk about it today. Um, a client calls us up and says, I need something in two hours. Um, it's for a $50,000 TV commercial. I need XYZ thing. We don't have time to put a listing out there. Yeah. Um, so we will go search the database for a bunch of pieces of music and send it over to make the client happy we have to reach out to every member hey we just had a request come in for a fifty thousand dollar commercial your song we feel is a good pitch do you mind if we send it over nobody ever says no to that of course um so that's when having good metadata as to the genre when you submit it to taxi is helpful to us when we go search it the other way we search for it let's say the genre is um indie alt pop um, female vocal. So we'll go look through our listings that we've done for the last year or two and go look at the forwards for that type of listing and see if those people are still members and then go reach out to them and say, hey, did this ever get picked up? Can we send it in for this yeah. commercial? Um, 
I got there was a comment I had these. I'm now that I'm behind the scenes, seeing how the delay is and the comments. I, I get it because I've been watching Texas TV for years. Um, uh, L. Harrison, you asked any Texans here. I came in from Texas today, and yes, gas is around three dollars a gallon. So two eighty nine to three fifteen depends. So that's that's true, not fake news. Proud, um, my car only runs on premium in at my local gas station, which is a relatively cheap one, not dirt cheap, but you know, not expensive, was $6.79 a gallon on Thursday. Last I, put, I, I run ethanol free for 409 I think, put my, in my Harley last. I put, I think, 4 bucks a gallon, something like that. So, yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, why can't members interact with screeners to offer rebuttals or ask for clarification about feedback? Um, they could if they wanted to pay $100 a submission. Um, <laughs> the screeners get paid 30 bucks an hour. Um, oh, uh, before... I think before you mentioned, did they get in so we, per forward or anything? Yeah, like we don't pay them per forward. We don't pay them per per unit or per song or per instrumental because we don't want to encourage them to go really fast so that they can make more money. They get paid All thirty right. bucks an hour. They have always gotten paid thirty bucks an hour. Um, and uh, so why can't why won't the let, let oh. your guys interact with them and say well I don't understand what you said or yeah but here's why I did that right because it will be a half an hour to an hour long conversation that will be can I resend it to you right and then can you comment again all of a sudden it becomes a relationship yeah. we're not your manager we're not your producer we're not your co-writer we're not your mother we're not your fans we are a conduit and an educational institution of sorts um, so we have to act like a, a compassionate assembly line to a point yeah. where we have a system down where we can do what we do and serve both parties very effectively, the industry side and the member side. And it took us a couple of years to find that balance and we keep refining it over time. The other day on the phone you said to me, um, you know, you haven't updated the website in a while. We're yeah. always doing little updates to things that are refinements that are incremental improvements that you guys probably don't even see or notice that helps you guys get forwarded more often, helps us get better music for our clients. So we actually do. do okay, you brought stuff. up technology, and that's what I've done for the past few decades or so. I know Casey's out there watching. He's a tech guy as well. Um, I find it funny, Casey, you're mocking Texas when you're in Philly and you guys got some stuff going on up there. So anyway, <laughs> damn you. Um, <laughs> take, Casey and I will often talk about the, the BBS, the, the forums. It's, right. it's 1993 technology, BBS technology. Right. Um, why aren't you on Facebook or Snapdoodle or InstaFeet or whatever? I mean, all these different things that are out there. Why are you not using more modern technology than that BBS? Well, we, we do have Facebook. We do have Instagram. We do have Twitter. Um, and we do have TikTok now as well. But the reason that the forum has remained a forum, it's a living, breathing, ever-growing reservoir of information. Um, it's like a coral reef. If you don't mess it up, it will continue to grow and expand and feed the fish that come to eat. Any idea how many members you think you have on historically the in the forums itself? Yeah. Thousands? Yeah. Yeah. Thousands. It's definitely thousands. But how many are active in a right. month? A fraction. But here's the thing is social media is ephemeral, meaning it's here one minute, gone the next. Yeah. Whereas the BBS, a, a forum in the old school sense, um, is like the Encyclopedia Britannica that keeps updating itself literally every minute of every day, 24 hours a day, 365. So I believe it's an amazing resource. And frankly, we barely 
ever pull anybody out of there. We barely break up a fight. Uh, we have made a concerted effort on our part to let you guys determine the tone of it, kind of run it um, as a, a democratic um, agora, which means, you know, like a, a place to stand up and get on your podium and talk. Um, and we don't mess with it because you guys as members do a really good job. I mean, every now and then there's a jerk that shows up and, and, Imagine and, that. Yeah, and they're the only troll on there. You guys will put them in their place <laughs> in a pretty yeah. professional and, and compassionate way. That's, that's you know, I got to say the forums is what made me sign up for taxi. It's like commercial here, but the forums, <laughs> I've been involved in lots of forums over the years. Uh, read into that what you want. Um, but uh, it's the most professional kind community there that's what really drew me the in taxi form. the taxi form because yeah. we want everyone to be successful we, we're right. going to give you good advice and if you're being a jerk we're going to let you know uh, if your music's bad we're going to let you know but in a constructive way you've got to be able to, to, to deal with and accept constructive criticism and acknowledge maybe your music isn't where you think it is you can get better and be successful if you listen to the folks in the forum yeah uh, and there's so much great information on there. We there hear is. this all the time. There are other forums. There's one that's very gear specific that I won't mention by name. And it's just harsh and rude. And people are like, dude, you call that a good mix? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it starts out with a negative. It, it's like more like Twitter in that there's more negative than positive. Whereas the taxi form, for whatever reason, has always been kind of nurturing and positive and People, I'm, I'm shocked, but successful members help other members yeah. become successful. You would think pay they it forward, pay yeah, it forward. You would think they would go. Well, I don't want to create any competition for myself. There's a lot of do. pie out there. There's plenty of pie for all of us. Although that, that brings me to a sidebar question. You, you, you meet with your your clients. Some of them are your friends. Are you? Do you guys? Are you hearing any trends? Are you hearing them talk about AI or the market being saturated or? Or, or the writer strike. What have you heard any current events, topics, or conversations with any writers lately? Writer strike. I've got to say, uh, there are probably five or six libraries where the owners are close friends of mine. Not just friends that I could call, but friends I can call like eleven o'clock at night at home, kind Thank of you. friends. Um, not one of them was affected in a negative way by the strike, which was surprising to me. Mm -hmm. um, AI, everybody is kind of scratching their head and sleeping with one eye open is the best way to <laughs> describe it. I'm interviewing Adam Taylor, the CEO of, uh, of APM, which is the largest library in the world. Um, they sign other libraries. It's associated production music. So libraries from all over the world are under their umbrella, and a library in France has access to music from America, vice versa. So they've created a giant web of music outlets for production music over the years. And Adam Taylor's the CEO. Everybody who knows Adam says he's the nicest guy in the world, one of the smartest guys, and a great business person. Um, he's my keynote interview. It's going to be just killer. I was sitting here yesterday working on questions on Sunday, and um, I'm going to ask him about AI. Um, he and I spoke briefly about it on the phone for like three minutes. Um, but if there's anybody who is watching it, I'm watching it carefully. He's watching it much more carefully, I would suspect. So we're going to find out because he talks to, you know, they've got like a hundred other libraries under their umbrella or something. Um, yeah. There's be, different aspects to it. I mean, yeah, be in the ballroom uh, Friday morning, November 3rd at 9 a.m. Is that the one you can't stream and have to be attend in, in attendance? Uh, uh, that's the one right after it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, common question that a lot of new folks will ask 
how long will it take before I hear something from a company that my material was forwarded to? Okay. Um, it depends is the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> we have no control over that. And I feel for you guys, I really do. From the bottom of my heart, it's torture for me knowing how much torture it is for you. That your music is sent to somebody. Oh boy, I got a forward. Taxi likes it. That must mean that the person in the industry on the industry side is going to love it. Um, and in their mind's eye, the taxi member, and rightfully so, has an image right here in their mind's eye of some guy waiting, going, where's that music from taxi? I can't wait to find the good stuff. And they're going to hear your thing five minutes after we hit the forward yeah. button, and they're going to call you and go, this is the best piece of whatever I've ever heard, blah, blah, blah. This is going to make a fortune for both of us. Um, I, I haven't practiced that in front not of me. No, never at all. <laughs> but that's not the way it works. Uh, I could do, we've done whole shows on this, and I don't want to suck up too much time here, but the bottom line is every situation is different. They might be trying to find music for a TV commercial 48 hours from now. They're going to listen quickly. Are they going to pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I heard your music from Taxi, but I can't use it? No. Why? Because you're going to say, why not? Oh, can I send you this other thing I did? Well, why not? Can I? Why can't I send you that other thing? But I did this thing four years ago that sounds perfect for what you need. Can I please send it to you? You are not the only person in their life. Yeah. Um, so you are the only person that's that concerned about your stuff but they're not sadly that's the reality of the marketplace they're not being mean about it they're not callous about it they're not looking to try and hurt you they just have a job to do and they move very quickly and they can't do this back and forth back and, and forth. and your job at taxi is to send out the briefs screen pre-screen the music send the clients what you think will meet their needs and then you are done right hand next listing move on it's not your job to run as a cheerleader for your writers and follow up and and, and handhold and, and helicopter parent your job <laughs> is to find them music and, and send yeah them and, and frankly none of that would really increase their odds of getting anything picked up not at all um what if i'm upset this is something i'm familiar with and i post in the forums about it what if i'm <laughs> upset with a return Okay. And I, I'm, I'm like, dude, that music was 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 solid. It was a home run. Uh, if I'm not happy, what is what are my rights as a taxi owner to 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 challenge that? We have a head screener. Um, he's been on the show before. His name is Craig. He's been on Taxi TV. He will be on a couple of panels, I believe, at the Very Road good Rally. drummer. Very good drummer. Yeah, he, he's a legit world class jazz drummer. Um, he Fellow also, North Texas alum. Yeah, he, he played for, um, he's played on a lot of big stages with big acts as a touring drummer. Anyway, um, the point is that, I forgot the question. Um, uh, oh, the, the head screener. I, I didn't so like my return. Yeah. His job is to monitor the work that the screeners do to make sure they're not writing anything stupid, to make sure that their punctuation is relatively decent. We have members that get very upset when they get something from a screener and the punctuation's not to their liking because <laughs> they're anal about it and they were got an A in English in college. So we have to watch that stuff. Um, Andy wants to make sure that there's no copying and pasting. That's, that is is a crime at taxi and you will be fired instantly. Mm. I have fired screeners that were like vice presidents of Sony Music Publishing in their last job before they started screening here to kind of fill time till they got their next job um, and fired them because they took something, this is back in the days when we wrote it out longhand, but they were literally writing the same thing on every critique. So, you can go to head, head, 
you can email the head screener and say, I'm sorry, but I believe that the screener got this one wrong. Um, and I actually, something that helps us know what to do with it is if you say, I posted it on the forum and 80% of the people on the forum thought the screener got it wrong. We really pay attention to that. A lot of times people think the screener got it wrong. They put it up on the forum and the forum members go, screeners yeah, totally they right it. they're right yeah so if you put it up on the forum and tell us that the forum members think that the screener was wrong the head screener will re-listen to it and reconsider it now oftentimes it's already gone out the door to the client and we can't call them up eight days later and say oh by the way we've got a straggler so i'm sorry about that but that's how the industry works but um, you know, we've done stuff like refund the five bucks. On occasion, when the thing hasn't gone out the door here yet, we will re-include it in the pile. We do whatever we can. God, I know uh, head screener. I, I probably, in my seven or eight years, I think I probably hit him up five times, three being the past year, because I'm, cran <laughs> I'm older and crankier now. Get off my damn lawn. Um, uh, but he's very fair. Uh, there, he sent one back, and, and he, he agreed with me wholeheartedly. Yes, that should have been forwarded. I can't give you credit for forwarding the system because it's past the date, but I did forward it to the client. And then, lo and behold, they ended up using that in the TV pilot. That worked out good for me. Yeah. Um, another one. But was don't a, everybody think that no, that's no, no, going to no. happen for that's you. That's the exception. And it's, and it's not a matter of the louder you scream and kick the better. And I'm chain. loud and I scream. Yeah. Um, another one he sent, he sent back, said, Paul, here's why. And then upon further review, I'm like, you know. I was a little heated when I sent that message the first time. I might have had a couple of glasses of bourbon, so because uh, I love bourbon at night. Um, and uh, so he was right. And then a third, a third one. He's gave me a great explanation um, as to why he defended the screener on that. And I said, okay, I admit it. And push ego aside. You got to take that feedback, and you're not always going to win. If you agree with someone, this applies to music, politics, art, love, life. If you agree with someone 100% of the time, one of you is lying. Mm -hmm. It's just true. Uh, so you got to just hit it up and move on. Uh, write, submit, forget, repeat. They're not babies. They're not children. There it's, it is, right, right there, there in the bumper right, sticker. Step. Although I saw, I, I don't know, it was Bob Meddy or someone posted a, a new one in a group. Uh, uh, w, S, F, and it was in between two repeat sign brackets, music <laughs> notation. So W, S, F, and it's on repeat bars. That was kind of cool. Um, very, very cool. Um, how are we doing on time? We're at the top of the hour. We got 30 minutes left. I'm, we do. I'm, I'm getting near the end. Um, and, I, and I've seen some things pop up with potential questions, so we might be able to go to the, to the audience. But I've got some more here. Um, I noticed recently there's a – if you go to your – you got to get used to your taxi profile page, folks. There's a lot of useful stuff there. There's a new, to me, video on how to edit your profile and things like that. Right. So you're adding new content. Um, I think there's a great chance to add some new content there. Uh, maybe this is a suggestion or advice or a question. Um, do, you, do you plan on adding more helpful short videos to help members? Like, the, I think the number one question comes up so often that I actually created a video myself on how to do it. How to post a link to a song from your taxi member profile in the forums because a lot of folks copy and paste it wrong and they don't. So I did a video on that. Maybe the better place to put it would actually make it global on the forum. Yeah. Because most members don't use the forum. Most members don't come to the road rally. Ooh, most members don't listen to the feedback the screeners give. Yeah. yeah it's but, but for the percentage, which is small, that do all those things, they are almost always, like 99% of the time, that our successful members have those things in common. So because the forum is where they're active, I would say that's a great suggestion, and we should 
maybe we should create a, a new category, how to use the forum and yeah. have those things in there. You know, people just don't use the FAQ section. Every question that gets asked is, is in the FAQ, so they just don't. We gotta, we gotta or simplify the search it. function. Although the search function is kind of iffy on that because yeah. that older system. Um, but yeah, I think some more videos, how to post a link to uh, your one of your tracks from your profile, how to copy and paste a link from a listing. Because one of the things we always say when you do go to peer-to-peer is post a link to your music. They'll say, I was returned or blah, blah, blah. Well, post the listing, post your music, uh, post, post oh, sorry, post right. your track, post the references, and uh, getting that all into a post might be difficult for some folks. So how to post your profile picture in the forums, that's always been a question as well. Um, so some neat little technology videos might, might be helpful there. I um, will attend to that somewhere around November 16th or 17th. Of 2027. Yeah, because <laughs> you're busy. I've got a few other suggestions too. Okay, um, keep them coming. One of the things, uh, so so how to post links to your music, how to uh, post links to the listings. Um, can you give me uh, an example of a compelling theme? Motivic development is one of the snarky things we hear about all the time. Not a compelling melody. Lacks motivic development. That's so we'd like to see examples of what's the track with. Show me a track, and then show me that same track with motivic development. Um, Do we actually use those words? Yeah. Not a compelling. I'm sorry. Compelling theme might be the the phrase. Yeah. Put compelling it in the chat. motif. Compelling motif or com- yeah, that's yeah. Hold exactly. on. Email, Polly for a list of Reeve, suggestions. Yeah, gotcha. Forum suggestions. Uh, yeah, okay. definitely. Examples of edit points. Examples of stinger or button endings. I've got videos on these, so I'm I'm actually giving you some of my content, but uh, maybe I'll keep those for myself. But yeah, the, I think no. I think the main point is that. I saw the new videos. I'm like, that's really good. You are continuing to update this site. We see the website. It kind of looks static, but there's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes that you're, you're tweaking it. And you spent a bunch of money on that site. It's a website. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so we, we may grab about it occasionally, but it still does a very good job. Yeah, just opinion. to give you guys some perspective, about around 2008, <clears throat> I hired a new development team for the website, we spent $150,000 before I pulled the plug on the project. And one of the guys, like, he was head of computer, he was the head professor of computer whatever science at a major Southern California university. And his brother was head of web development for one of the major entertainment companies in LA. And they were moonlighting building this thing. $150,000 into it, I pulled the plug and walked away from it. There was nothing that was I wanted to salvage. We repeated the same scenario again over the next year with another highly qualified team. Then we brought in a third person who was recommended to me by somebody in the industry. That guy looked at how complex the existing, the old thing was, and our um, wireframe for the new stuff. He looked at it and he said, this is above my pay grade. <laughs> it's very complex. Anyway. Gotcha. Um, just curious, I, I see, I'm reading some comments here and some folks are saying, uh, 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 I, I emailed you a while back. I wrote you a letter back, and you know, to me, at, yeah, to you. I'm so I, me I, personally. I, to you, question, yeah. So I'm going to say, how many emails do you get every day? Um, on average, about 300, and I've Jeez. got, I've got one, two, three, four, five email accounts. Um, one is my primary, and that one gets typically about 300. My day starts oh. out at 7 a.m. in the morning, propping myself up in bed with a cup of coffee. And I literally sit there deleting emails for the first hour of the day, probably get rid of about 100. Then I go to answering the stuff that's on fire. Mm. Um, And then around 9.30, I get in the shower, come to leave for the office around 10 and spend the rest of my day answering emails. And then at night, um, 
it's not uncommon for my wife to conk out around 10 <laughs> o'clock and I go back to answering emails. I despise email, despise it. I live by it. And I, I'm one of those guys, I can't take a red dot on my phone. I can see no applications that have any kind of alert that I need to give attention to. I want no red dots. I want all my emails yeah, marked I'd as like red. To, I'd like to get rid of them. It's but tough. But you're CEO and a longtime veteran. You're going to have tons of email no matter what. Yeah. Um, a few comments in the in the thread and in, in the question comments as well. Um, where these questions come from? Um, not from me. <laughs> not from Michael. No, Michael asked me if I could do this. He said, "Be honest, ask whatever you want." So I started doing a bunch of homework. I also went to the forums and said, "Because because Taxi posted, hey, Michael's going to get hit with hard questions." And I posted in there, "If you got any questions, post them here or message me." So um, I want to let folks know that they're out there. So all the questions are mine, based on my research. Uh, I was not fed any questions by Michael at all. Um, that being said, nor I'm was gonna... I blocking any, and no. didn't hear any of these. I heard like three or four as we we're shoving burgers. I brought in a couple of topics just to make sure legally everything's cool and right. i don't want you know, so so i have here i'm going to ask you the most potentially contentious question or okay not contentious it's just um or personal so uh it, it is the most popular question i did receive by a landslide curious um, are, are you are you uh i mean you've been doing this for how many long how many years now 30 20, 30 32 30, 30 we're going 30. into our 32nd year so uh, you're no spring chicken, nor am I. Uh, you have gray hair. I would if I had hair. Um, uh, so what's next for taxi? What's the future hold? You've been doing this a long time. People get tired. You want to go fishing. You want to enjoy life with the family and the kids and the grandkids. What, what, what are your plans for taxi? Do you want to sell a business? Do you want to just shut it down? Do you want to create hand it over to someone? What, what's, what do you think is the future of taxi? 20 years ago, I would have told you that I wanted my daughter Hannah to run it. She was born with a great business brain and she became a singer songwriter. Um, and then her life path just changed. And so I was a little broken hearted that I wouldn't have an heir to the throne yeah. who kind of grew up, you know, at the dinner Hand table. Hand business tradition. Yeah, yeah, hearing about it every night at dinner, which apparently makes my family sick because I talk about it a lot. Um, yeah. So then around 2008-ish, I hired a gentleman who became our VP of A&R, and he was hired specifically to eventually take over as the president of the company someday down the road. I was grooming him um, for that job. Grooming him, just leaving it right there. Is not <laughs> nice. Grooming him for that job. <laughs> and he lived quite far from the office and was getting home 10, 11 o'clock at night. And after his wife had their second child, she said, it's either me or taxi. So he left. Um, honestly, I, I don't have a firm plan in mind. I, I don't ever want to just shut it down. That would break my heart. I would hope that somebody would take it over that could do a better job than I've done with it. Um, I would hope that maybe someday, first of all, it'd be a requisite that they keep the current staff on. They would quickly find out it was a mistake if they didn't keep mm, the current yeah. staff on. We've got a great staff right now. But I have endeavored over the last three, four, five years to get better about segmenting, delegating, okay. um, have read more management books than I used to, yeah. and have tried to set it up so that if I walked out of here and somebody new walked in, that they would inherit a great staff that they would quickly find out they, they couldn't live without, and that things were set up well enough here that it would have to be a person that's got, that understands the sync side of the industry, the record side of the industry, and how to talk to musicians. But curious that you curiously enough that you asked that question, Adam Taylor uh, worked for a family business before 8 p.m. He had nothing to do with music, is my recollection. He worked for a company called 
Caswell Massey or something like that. When you check into a hotel and they've got the cute little bars of soap and shampoos, yeah. they distributed that stuff worldwide and had stuff. And Yeah, it was nice. a big company, and he was running that, um, to the best of my knowledge. So he came primarily from a no-music industry background, so I guess somebody could. But I, I would think that whoever ends up being my successor someday. I just my only requisite is I don't want to be walking with a cane or pushed around in a wheelchair or using a walker and sitting down going, It's four o'clock on a Monday. <laughs> it's four o'clock. What is it four o'clock? Right. What time is it? It's <laughs> how how do I press start on my watch? <laughs> um yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Um <laughs> You know, so yeah, so there's no, I mean, there's no, you're not no. shutting it down. There's no, you, no. you're just going to, you just, you built this thing that you love and it's a great service and you want to keep it going as long as you can. Yeah. And, and if a buyer approaches me, it would have to be somebody that I feel could do a better job with this company than I've done. Maybe they've got, uh, this company's been bootstrapped. I mean, every, you know, I started it with a $60,000 investment from my best friend from college. Um, and maybe it was a mistake on my part to not bring in like equity partners, you know, that would give me a few million dollars. There are things that I would have liked to have done if I could throw half a million bucks yeah. at something yeah. that, that I couldn't because we were bootstrapped, but you know, you, you can't look in the rear view. So maybe, uh, you know, forward looking um, someday if the company is sold or whoever comes in, that they've got deeper pockets and a similar skill set to mine, and and they're young enough that they can give it twenty years of forward motion. That makes sense. Private equity seems. To, I've been through lots of PE acquisitions in the business side of the world, and the only folks that do well are the folks that have the equity to begin with. Right. <laughs> the common man usually ends up getting screwed, for lack of a better phrase. Right. Um, that's and that's really, why I didn't go to private equity in the beginning. You lose frankly. control. Yeah. And, and then exactly you start right. short term financial focuses versus the needs of your clients and you've always been a client focused company I, I looked at what happened to steve jobs and apple mm. when he got booted out of his own company that was the thing that scared me from taking outside money yeah no, that, 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 that's a good example yeah um those are all the questions that i could think of in the past few days i'm looking at my notes but anything else that's really like that well you want to go to the to, to the, to yeah, the chat and see what we yeah, got yeah yeah and you pick the questions this is fun. I yeah, never do any, I you're, you're asking great stuff. This is and, not rehearsed by any means. No, this is, this no. is, you said, Paul, will you interview me? Ask me what you want. I said, sure. And then I'm like, crap, what did I just commit to? I got to ask all the questions. Yeah. I was concerned I'd run out. Of course, someone said they watched uh, the video at 1.75 speed to catch up. I speak at 1.75 <laughs> speed naturally. So and I'm I sorry can. you <laughs> went through that. My goodness. I usually recommend folks to watch my training videos at 50% or 0.75. You know, Holland Nelson says, don't ever lose the heart of taxi because that's what makes it special. That's what I have tried to imbue with the staff. Um, we bought a vacation home about two years ago. Well, COVID was still kind of a thing. Um, and in 2021 or 2022, I spent four and a half months working from that vacation home, which is on another continent. And... Uh, it, it was a good test for me. We we learned during COVID with the staff working remotely using WhatsApp and Zoom that we, in fact, could work remotely, which mm -hmm. told me I could work remotely, although mm -hmm. I'm working from a time zone that's 10 hours ahead of L.A., so that makes it a little hard. Um, yeah. 
but I do half of my job in the morning when I get up over there, and I do the other half uh, after dinner time until like midnight. So I have weird working hours over there. All that to say that I sit there with a smile on my face because the staff is a little bit forced into handling stuff that they can't when I'm here, and they can just walk into my office and go, wah, 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 this isn't working out, please help. <laughs> they don't, wah, 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 but you so, know what I'm saying. So let's reset. Okay. My, my, I married a school teacher, and she's teacher of the year, fantastic natural teacher. I've learned a lot from her. We always want to check for understanding and reset. What was the goal of the show today? We've still got time. I'm not closing out this show, obviously. But our goal was to help people understand more about taxi, what the value proposition is, who gets the most out of it, how can they get something out of taxi in general. So this was not a commercial. This was really just meant to say, ask questions that people want to hear about. You know, inquiring minds want to know this about taxi, and I, I think I, I've done that. Um, so I want to make sure that anyone watching now, if you have any questions, still you're unsure if you're right for taxi, put those questions in the chat. Hit smash that like button, hit subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, <laughs> I always fall into that trap. Um, but ask the questions. Uh, it's important. Setting expectations is something I've, I've dealt with at lots of different jobs. And if you set expectations up front, less people get upset. Everyone. There you go. Question, Michael, have you ever been to the Rady Shell in San Diego, great acoustical venue? Saw Jethro Tull uh, perform there? I have not. Never. Interesting. Um, uh, oh, there you go. Casey just put a listing up there. Major Music A&R Company, on the hunt for a successor. No. You can do a listing for, the, 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 for the who takes over taxi. Um, no, it, it, taxi is a fantastic service, but you've got to do the work. You've got to be have the right personality. You've got to recognize that you need to improve. And like I said earlier, I think I said earlier, doesn't matter if you're talented as a musician because musical skill is, is, is one prerequisite. Understanding the business is a major one. Yeah. Understanding what you're running for. Um, there's a quote I heard from Dave Croft or his wife Shannon at 52 Qs. He took he said a phrase that I have been stealing ever since. When you're writing for TV, sync, and film, you're an artisan, not an artist. Mm-hmm. We are meeting client needs. And you tell the shoe sales story all the time. The woman comes in asking for this and you brought that. Well, you wanted a pump, and I brought you this high-top sneaker. It's a great sneaker, but it's not what they asked for. As composers for TV, sync, and film, we are supposed to be writing for our clients, taxis clients. We want them to be our clients, meeting the needs, setting that mood, uh, staying out of the way of dialogue, listening to their references. And, and we're not trying to sell them or push our fantastic song that's not a fit whatsoever. So if you understand that you're serving an end client, like if I play saxophone at a wedding, which I've done hundreds of, and it's the bride and groom's first dance, and they've got, you know, uh, what's new or some beautiful ballad, and I decide I'm going to show off my saxophone prowess and how I can sound like John Coltrane, they're not going to like that, <laughs> okay? Right. I've got the skills, but they're not going to like that, um, and I'll never get hired again. Uh, you've got to deliver music that the clients want. You're writing for them. You're an artisan. Ooh, not but that's artist. not art, Polly. Oh, you're going to sell. You're selling out. No, save your art. You, it doesn't mean you can't be creative and use artistic qualities in the music. I think my cues have art in them all the time. I'm not writing the next great symphony or the next great rap or whatever. But there's an art to hitting the nail on the head too. It's a different form yes. of the art, but it's still an art. No, this is that very, very well put. I, I think Nate, you have to understand that you're writing for the clients, and you got to push your ego aside. And if you're not sure, if you're watching this and you're not sure if you have what it takes, I can't push it enough. Go to forums, plural, forums.taxi.com, create a free account, and, and just read through the comments. There's, there's a peer-to-peer section where you can post links to your music. There's collaboration corner. There's lots of great things, but you will find out, just like I did in 2015, I went to the forums after reading a bunch of crap 
BS. And that was 2015 crap. 2023 crap's a lot more vindictive, hateful, and false than it was eight years ago. <laughs> God help so, us. I know. Our, our future is interesting. Um, go to the forums and check it out. Ask questions, and you will get honest answers. Um, so it's is taxi for everyone? No. No business is for everyone. So, uh, But it's for a lot of folks, and it's a very, very good tool for that. Um, is there anything you think I should have asked you that I um, didn't? Let's talk about the road rally a little bit, only because sure. the last, you know, several weekends I've been here on Saturdays and Sundays yeah. working till after dark on the road rally. So uh, I want to tell you that every year I say I, my goal is to beat the previous year's road rally by 10, 15, 20 percent. Um, and I feel that most years we do that. Uh, honestly, I didn't think we went into last year's road rally as well prepared as we normally do because we were coming out of COVID and we had done two of them back to back that were virtual. And I felt like we really nailed those well, yeah. but it was hard to re-adapt ourselves to working in a live setting. And so we missed a few things, but the staff, they are awesome at fixing problems on the fly so nobody got hurt everything was great and thank you staff um i'm exceptionally proud of this year's road rally i, I honestly it, yeah. believe that it's going to be not just 15 or 20 percent better than last year's but could go down as the best rally ever as far as the quality of the content and the the range of types of content I have taken the road rally back a little bit more toward the record industry. Okay. Uh, it became so sync oriented. And so I, more artist focus. Well, or adding uh, increasing artist focus. Uh, and, and songwriting focus okay. as well. I, I, at the end of last year's rally, I thought, man, we're, we're like so sync heavy. No mm. wonder some people don't come to the rally. They're just not into sync yet. So I, I brought some of that stuff back to the rally. The quality of the panelists, the quality of the mentors, the quality of the teachers this year is exceptionally good. And frankly, um, Angel and I sat down, I looked at her list of people that she reached out to, or was about to reach out to, to teach classes and be mentors and stuff, and went, not good enough, not mm. good enough, not good enough. I'm sure I've pissed off a couple <laughs> of dozen people, yeah. but we eliminated a lot of people that I felt like I wouldn't want to sit in their class. That's where I held the bar was if I didn't feel like I could learn something in the class, then why should I expect you guys to sit through that class or have them as a mentor? So when you go to um, taxi.com slash rally, uh, we haven't done the fancy looking web update yet, but we did take the PDFs that are generated from the Word docs from my desk and Angel's desk, and we put those up on Friday, I believe. Um, you will see. Question here uh, the, about the rally. Yeah. The road rally submissions say CD Baby Pro songs are not eligible. I believe we can suspend our royalty collections for any of our songs at any time. Would that do? Yeah. Um, just make sure that it's actually taken care of. Um, I, I think CD Baby and some of the other places, first of all, you don't want to stop distributing music through them. You just want to stop the pro side, which acts as a, depending on which deal you sign with which company, typically they're um, publishing admin deals or straight on publishing deals. So uh, that's why another publisher in the form of a music library won't want to sign you. So yes, you can suspend that or, or cancel it, but I've heard that it takes like a month or so for the process to happen. So just be sure that it's done. Libraries get very upset with us and even more upset with you guys when you send them stuff that they can't sign because it's already published. 
and it makes you look really bad, and they do remember names. That's an important point. The, the, the sync business can be intimidating. The film business can be intimidating, but it's also a small world, and people talk. It's a family. It is. So if you burn a bridge, they're going to talk about you the next event or the next time they have dinner together at the Italian restaurant. Yeah, they may not make a point of it. They're not vindictive. They're all incredibly nice people, by the way. Um, Good, hardworking, smart people that I genuinely really like and feel privileged to have as clients. But at a, you know, table of 10 of us at a industry dinner or something like that, Mm -hmm. and somebody goes, oh, God, you wouldn't believe what happened last week. This guy, blah, 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 blah. What was his name? Oh, yeah, I knew that guy. Yep, exactly. That's you know, how I happened. will say, to be fair, that composers do the same thing about libraries. I'm I was, sure they do. I was chatting with some friends on a Discord server, and uh, I mentioned, I didn't mention the name of a library that, uh, that's done very, very well for me. I'm so glad to be a member of them. Um, but Big I, mistake there, by the way, doing that. Doing that. When you tell people that a library's done really well for you, you've just caused a hundred other people <laughs> are going to see that to call them. Uh, I didn't say the name, though. I, oh, I, good. No, okay, I, I good. didn't say the name. Uh, like, no, I never. Because I never people of varying degrees of business savvy will... Say, hey, yeah. I heard from Paul that no, exactly. that's why I didn't say the name. Um, uh, but we talk about libraries and who is good to work with, and, and 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 based on our experiences, who's good at communication, who stinks at it, who has the great portals, who doesn't care about portals. So it, it's a two way road, but we're not the ones making the decisions at the end of the day. So we got to learn how to play the game. Business no, is cutthroat. It, it's kind of like buying a car. You can go to the dealer that you feel best about doing a deal with. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so a couple things, and we do have a few minutes left. So you mentioned earlier a new wave of, of, of client. We need, we need more tax members because the old ones get those relationships and now they're spending their time on that. And we're, can... we are on such a roll right now. Tom and the, the guys in the A&R room are doing such a good job of bringing in. I mean, look at How the, are you finding new, new, new members today? Um, I found like... you from the Songwriter Magazine full page ad in 2015. Um, I've actually canceled our print ads because they weren't paying for themselves gotcha. anymore. Um, I would say that the majority of them, about 40% come from word of mouth now, which yep. didn't used to be that way. <clears throat> and the rest come from people finding us through internet searches. Um, we, believe it or not, we spend twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a month on mm-hmm. Google AdWords. Yes. When people go, oh, Lasco's got X number of clients, $300 a head, he's making a fortune. Walk a mile a month <laughs> yeah. sometime. Um, I mean, twenty five grand a month minimally um, on Google AdWords. That's three hundred thousand dollars a year that I could be putting in my pocket, but that's how we advertise. Um, anyway, got some more questions. Uh, the one I saw right away, Mark. Wow. Do you think GarageBand can be used to produce quality material? Yes, I started on GarageBand, used it for a couple of years, upgraded to Logic, and think about it. Logic is two hundred bucks to get that much amazing power for two hundred bucks. You've got to invest in this like it's a business. Don't try to do everything for free. Um, a lot of folks can get by in free software, but yes, you can do that in GarageBand. Um, more questions here. When, a head, when the head screener overturns a return and gives a forward, what does that look like to the publisher or supervisor when they receive it? Um, like any other forward. Yeah, it just goes, it's, just, it's a forward, boom. Um, was there, that's it. Oh, I, I don't want to bring up a comment that scrolled I think by that, earlier. That, I think, yeah, there well, might have been a couple that went by us. And there's a comment I saw that, uh, that I wanted to share with you I think you'll appreciate it. How incredibly smart and handsome I am? No, but even more <laughs> sentimental. Kano, uh, our friend Marcus, uh, he said, when we were talking about the value tax, he said, taxi changed my life. Full wow. quote. And I know for sure, I remember, I remember Marcus, I remember when you joined the forums, announced that we write, we'll write you a song, and I reached out to you, and you just had that chemistry right away. You, Marcus, are the hardest working guy in this industry that I know of for sure. For those that don't know Marcus, he can take an idea to 
a finished song with lyrics recorded in a couple hours. Yeah. The guy's a freaking machine. He's a role model out there. So, Marcus, I mean, if Michael changed your life, that's great. But you make our community great by being part of it. Absolutely. And um, Sherry, love you, too. She's I actually think <laughs> about Marcus. I, I was thinking about you. Know, yeah. That's not this past weekend, but the weekend before. It's like, man, I never hear from you. But we, we bonded instantly. As I think I he's busy writing show. songs. Yeah, he's he cranking is. it out. And he, you asked me, the first question you asked me is, what does the ideal taxi member look like? Marcus. Yeah, for sure. Marcus has skills, and he just knows. What, I'll, I'll let you. I don't want to break a thing. Let's scroll. We lost our chat stream there. They scroll on down. Yeah. So you don't have. There's misperceptions out there. Um, I think my final point, and I'll let you close. Um, you can do great at taxi if you've got great musical skills, and you can do great with taxi if you're learning because this oh. program teaches you an awful lot. You can put your music out there. You can ask for collaborations. I think collaborations are the best way to get in the libraries. Find someone that's there, work with them, learn from them as a mentor. But the forums, we're going to help you, all the new members guide you musically, engineering-wise. For the folks that know how to write songs, I got a lot of respect for y'all because I only do instrumental music for the most part. But writing lyrics and recording a good vocal and all that, that's a whole new level. But you can learn here in this environment taxi plus youtube plus the books from michael's guests like robin and dean and oh. steve oh that we got to give a book away don't yeah, we? yeah but in a minute yeah so I'll, so I'll uh hold it in my hands so there you go forget. i've got that book and, and uh everybody should have it, that book. it's a damn good book um any people of all skills can be successful if you have the right attitude attitude first don't be arrogant don't think that your songs are perfect come in willing to learn and listen and you'll be successful that's my take Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you, times that I do even dabble with the thought of someday retiring, people always, close friends of mine, say, you're never going to retire. You're not the kind of guy to go fishing or golfing every day, although I'd sure as hell like to yeah. try. Um, fishing especially. I am an avid saltwater fisherman. Shallow, clear water, 10-pound, 20-pound test at most, going for tarpon out of those boats with the mm -hmm. guy on the platform pulling you around. <laughs> yeah. That is my perfect day. Um, fly fishing? Yes, no? Uh, I have fly fished. I'm not very good at overhand cast. I'm deadly accurate with a side cast for some reason, but can't hit crap with, with an <laughs> overhead. Um, anyway, people always say to me, oh, you'll never stop working, Michael. You'll never stop working. But Kano said, somebody said something about the company's heart. I can't remember who it was now. Um, the heart comes from you guys. I, I, I'm just a vessel, if you will. Um, I always say I built the, I poured the concrete slab, I put up the walls to the barn, but it was the people that walked in the barn, which are you guys, that have made this company what it is. So it's the community. I'll point out. Casey mentioned earlier that the taxi forums, despite their ancient technology, helped to foster and create the community that that we have today. So yeah. you you planted the seeds, the community with like-minded folks fostered and grew that and, and we don't tolerate bs we're going to kick someone out or, or not kick them out but just we're not going to be nice if they're not going to be nice to us we are very very opening but yeah this is a community of friends that care, truly care about each other and want everyone to be successful yep absolutely how much time do we have uh, three 20, minutes yeah. or two and a half Ish. um time for right. burger yeah <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, thank you, Paulie, for Happy doing this. Do he literally got off a plane, checked into his hotel, threw yep. on a different shirt. Thank God. Yeah, um, yeah. Came right over here in an Uber. Gotta get a plug. Um, plug. Get things. Like <laughs> and subscribe. Yeah. No Polly Music. YouTube. There you go. Um, and and did the work of, of assembling these questions. And thank you to you guys for hitting them with the questions. All right. So we're going to give away this book, Writing Production Music for TV by Steve Barden. Um,
I don't publish this book. I published the Robin Frederick book, books. I wish I published this book. Um, it is so incredibly comprehensive. If you want to make music for TV and film, TV maybe even more so, um, this leans towards television, as the title says, yeah. it's indispensable. You can't be a serious person and try to get in the industry by not if you haven't read this book. So what we're going to do is you're going to type in a plus one. Um, not yet. Hold up. <laughs> and just type it in once. Don't do like 10 of them. You know, it's not like buying lottery tickets for free. And Liz, who's sitting, I don't know, 50 feet away in another room, is going to take her finger, run it up and down the chat. She's going to go boink. And whoever she hits with her finger is going to win a copy of this incredibly good book. So there you go. Let the games begin. Type your plus ones if you don't it's already have it. I think one of the funny, the best things on this book is that his Steve, picture. Steve on the back, he looks like he's from the movie The Matrix. I know, but he <laughs> used that picture on everything. He looks so friggin' serious. But this is the Steve I know. This is the happy-go-lucky, right. you know, techie musical guy. And then there's, you know, red pill, blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's trying to look like a badass band guy, and he's not that guy. Exactly. He, he's like your book. he's like your college roommate that you stay yeah, friends with for life. Real good player too. Yeah, and great writer. Yeah, he explains things very. That's people that can do often can't teach. Um, being able to explain things of technical levels, uh, technical concepts to people of all levels is a gift. And Steve's got that, so it's a good book. If you don't win the book, go buy it. Yeah, he will be at the road rally. And guys, please, when we finish the show tonight, go to taxi.com slash rally. Um, we're a little bit behind in signups. Uh, and I think it's because people were on vacation in August. Um, things did pick back up in September. So we're sure we're going to hit our numbers are very close to it. I just want everybody to go to any extreme they can to make it to this rally because the, be good the, the quality of what you're going to learn and the people you're going to learn it from this year has, is going to be so much better than any previous year. Um, that's a promise. So go look at it. You can actually see, read the bios of, of the mentors. Um, look at the panels, just read all of it. And, and when you think that you get that for free, but it's not just the classes, though. It's the networking. That's yeah. really the secret sauce is the networking between classes, the folks you sit next to during a class and you connect or you go to the bar area. And if you don't drink, that's okay. There's a lot of folks that don't drink the bar area, which has apparently been recently refurbished is what I hear. So yeah. I guess they knew we were coming. Um, the social aspects, the networking um, is, is to me, the, the, the best part of the route. The, the content's fantastic and useful for folks of all levels, but the networking, the meeting of folks. So have business cards ready. Um, if you're not a social person, if you're an introvert, you can still, you know, you can still get something out of this. There's so much great content, so much great social activity and interaction. Our winner is Kelly Katera. Kelly Katera, KK. Awesome. Um, yeah, it, the networking is is there is no better place i've been told to network uh your way into the music industry but don't go there just for the networking no, walking no. around handing like cds thumb drives <laughs> no, whatever to that. people going aren't i great aren't i great check me out check me out let it happen naturally and organically you know what you will meet people standing in the registration line that will become your friends they will introduce you to their friends that's how it happens don't push it it's like dating right. if you walk up to a girl and say i'm rich i drive a porsche 
and I'm really handsome. Well, that, that might, might work. Might, might work. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying it. I'm going. That's a bad example. You get the idea. Um, anyway, you guys, I almost passed out. Thank you so much, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. You're funny, um, Polly. Thank you for doing this. Uh, seriously, you? great questions. And uh, you told me to be honest, and I, I, I did. I couldn't. I couldn't. There's not a single question I thought of that I didn't ask. And hopefully my answers were satisfying. Um, we love the registration line. By the way, we, we are going to open up the mentor lunch tickets um, probably before the end of this coming week. So there you go. Sign up for the rally. Get your mentor lunch tickets. Um, the hotel is still cheaper than any equivalent hotel. The rooms are being refurbished as we speak. Um, that's it. See you next week. I have no idea what I'm going to do for next week's show. As I'm going to be in, in Palm Springs. Like, that's a little far next week, but I'll be there. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, email Polly. There you go. Is it? If you haven't done it yet, hit the like button, hit the bell to get notified. All you typical YouTube yeah. stuff. Yeah, I am doing a show next week. I haven't come up with a topic yet. So, you know what? If you want to post topics in the comments section under today's show, I would appreciate the suggestions. With that, I bid you a fond farewell. Polly. thank you, man. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks for asking me. Thank, thank you. You did all the heavy lifting. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Keith LeBrand. Nailed it. <laughs> and here comes the fade the only fade we do at taxi and go <laughs>